Welcome to a special edition of Inside the Hashes Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Roberts. Today I'm joined by Utah State kicker Dominic Eberly. From Germany to high school in California to a football scholarship at Utah State, this All-American place kicker has had quite the journey so far in his football career. I am super excited to be able to be joined today by Dominic and dig into his journey and his amazing story. All right, Dominic, I kind of wanted to start you back. I originally was going to start you back in in Redondo Union High School in California, but I, I you have a, a a cool story. So I want to start you back coming coming from Nuremberg, Germany, making the move to the United States to California, like I just mentioned. What was that move like? Why did the family decide to make that move? And what is, what was kind of your first impressions of the United States when you got here? Oh uh, yeah, I mean. So how how, um, how did you get kind of familiar with the game of American football? How how did how was what was the first kind of moment where you kind of found out about it, and how was it something that you eventually turned into a big interest for you? Probably around eighth grade, going to ninth grade, uh, I was still you know playing soccer and everything with KYSO and all that. But one of my friends basically recommended me that I should start kicking because of my soccer experience, and then he saw me, you know, like, shoot a couple balls here and there when they went far. He said, yeah, you should probably get football at time. You know, I was curious. They had tryouts and everything. And, yeah, I just decided, you know what, I'm going to decide to play football freshman year and start running the game. And, you know, I started watching the Ravens play a lot. And back then, you know, started to look at their kicker kind of that I can learn a lot. And, applying what, you know, he does to my own kicking. Because, you know, kicking, when you first start, you don't really know it, that much about it. Mm. But uh, from there on out, I really just started falling in love with it. By sophomore year, I was playing a little bit of varsity, and by junior year, I was a starter. Nice. And how... How quickly, I know you said you started to love it, but how quickly did football kind of ascend to a big love for you? And has it overtaken soccer at this point? Or, you know, uh, football, as you would say, has it overtaken it? Or is or is it um, is it still soccer number one, football? Like, where has where has the shuffle gone as far as favorite sport? And when did football really ascend for you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's just, you know, 
Yeah, I'm not going into that junior year, I would say, that the moment when I truly fell in love with it. Because, you know, I for the first two years so I was playing soccer and trying to make, you know, being professional there. But uh, we ended up beating our rival, um, yeah, my sophomore year. And I remember how that felt and then how all the preparation going into that junior season that it just made sense that this is the perfect team sport. Uh, you know, I was close friends with all my classmates at that time, and that's really how I developed that love. And as much for playing, I would say football is my number one sport to play, be on the sidelines with, absolutely enjoy it, but I still have that love for soccer. And, you know, when watching the games early in the morning for breakfast, you know, over in Europe and in Germany and in England, that's truly something different than what you can sometimes get by watching a football game. I would say I love them about equally, but playing football more and watching soccer. And then obviously now you're at Utah State, so there was a recruiting process that I'm sure was, you know, I know for some guys it could be stressful, for some guys they really enjoy it. For you, what was the recruiting process like, and how did you first come in contact with Utah State? Yeah, so I went to a couple of kicking cans where they threw out their name and stuff, and even after going to those, I didn't really hear back in that many schools, but I ended up seeing one of the local kicking gurus, and he actually played at Utah State, his name is Brad Vaughn, and he kind of recommended me, yeah, Utah State's a good school if you don't have a place yet, uh, it's a good school academically, and if you try out, they'll let you walk on for sure, but it didn't even have to come to that, it was our defensive coordinator at the time, Coach Clooney, who was actually recruiting one of our defensive ends at Redondo Union, and he kind of just saw me kicking on the field and thought, you know what, like, uh, Coach Ballard, which was our high school head coach, he said, yeah, call him up, uh, I want to talk to him, and that's kind of how the recruiting process began. And then I started talking to their special teams coordinator more, and next thing you know, I was offered a preferred walk-on for the fall of 2015. And I, I know you have earned a scholarship since then. What was it like to be able to, to come to a school as a preferred walk-on but eventually earn a scholarship? Um, it's, it's an unreal feeling. I mean, I'm not sure how much you know about uh, me basically having to work a full-time job, waiting tables and tables at a restaurant in order to make those ends need to pay for rent and school and then eventually just to work on the field you know uh, panned out with me earning a scholarship for the first year that I actually started mm-hmm. yeah I heard an interview that you did where you mentioned that during that process was there any point where it got a little, I mean, obviously it's going to be a little stressful working so much on top of school and all that kind of stuff, but was there any point where you wanted to quit or was it always something that you just had your eye on and you knew that you wanted to do? Uh, I always knew that I wanted to do it. I mean, I'm the kind of person where I see something and I know that people might say there's easier ways to get it, but if I want something, I would work the hardest to obtain that. And I knew that by continuing to do the right things on the field and off the field, that eventually that scholarship would come and eventually my talent would actually show. And I just knew that I had to keep that together. And yeah, it was stressful, it was tough, but at no point I was going to quit. And I mean, it's obviously, 
it's paid off now. I mean, scholarship football player, and you guys are coming off specifically a, a, an incredible year. I mean, 11-2, and two, you guys won the, the uh, Gilded New Mexico Bowl against North Texas in a dominating fashion. How proud were you guys of being able to establish such a great year? Because I know there was a couple tough years there before that, but you guys really put everything together. How did it feel to really turn this program around this past season and experience so much success? I mean, after the New Mexico, uh, New Mexico State game and the Arizona Bowl, that just left a bitter taste. And, you know, it's like being there, going into your junior year and you know, the years before that, what, six and seven, three and nine, six and seven, we, we haven't had that winning mentality yet. And overall, it means, you know, everyone basically stays here over the summer in the period of May work their hardest in order to meet their goals in the weight room, on the field, and and that kind of mentality just affected everyone, and we weren't going to take losing as another option, and last year was kind of a result of that, but even then, losing to Boise in the last regular season game really left that bitter taste right now, where we want to say that we want to win the Mount West, and that's really our only goal. Mm And was there any point last season, obviously you said there's still some unfinished business with Boise and winning that Mountain West Championship, but was there a point last year, maybe during the summer or, or the spring before this past season, was there a point where you were like kind of looking around and say like, we have Jordan Love, we have Darwin Thompson, we have David Woodward, we have Dax Raymond, like this is a good football team and that we can achieve a lot of great things this season. Yeah, we, we definitely looked at that, I mean, Look at the pieces with Carl Ryan, Quinn Sigmund, Roman Andrews, Rob Castaneda, Sean Taylor, all of them coming back. And that was really the first time that while I was here where most of our starters have played 12 to 15 games already, they know what's going on. They're a unit up front and started with them. And you can't really discredit how good of an offensive line backs up everything else. We knew that we had talent with our running backs with both and Gerald Bright mm-hmm. and wide receivers, you know, we had a three year great wide out with uh Ron Crazy on Tarver. And then besides that, Jordan after he came in this season before showed his dominance at quarterback where we kinda knew we had that talent defensively and defensively a lot of guys came back. Uh, we know that David Woodward had a good season before that and he wanted to build on that. Mm-hmm. And after that, we just realized, you know what, we have a dang good football team here, and we are going to work our hardest to show on the field that that's what we are. And I mean now specifically for you, you know, 22 out of 28 on field goals, 75 of 75 on extra points, you yourself averaged over 10 points per game for an offense that averaged 47.54. So you were a vital part of the success of being such a high-scoring offense. What, what does it feel like to be a, a huge part in, in a, a bigger machine? Like, wh- How does it feel to know that you attributed so much, contributed so much to such a great offense this past year? Um, I just felt like I needed to do my job for my teammates, and that's really how I see uh, kicking as you can't really worry about, oh, I'm going to need to make four field goals this game. It was just you've got to show up when the team needs you, and whether it was against Colorado State where our offense played well, kind of spelled out, and then just going out, no matter the conditions, making your kicks. And that's kind of it. And 
years, but everybody do their bit better. So if you're a player on the field, whether it's a kicker or a tight end, it's about doing that one eleven. So just doing your job, making sure that the rest of your team does their job, or you know they count themselves in that manner, and that way success basically follows. And you have made, by my count, 43 field goals now in your career. Of those 43, is there one that stands out as uh, like the biggest kick in your career if you had to pick one? Uh, I wouldn't say I've had the biggest kick in my career yet. Um, I was kind of hoping it would have come against Michigan State in order to win it or mm-hmm. against Florida State. But so far, all of the kicks have been basically the same routine-wise going in mm-hmm. and just trying to do my best for my team. I wanted to ask you about on your stat line now against New Mexico State, six for six on field goals, three fifty-yard field goals, six for six on extra points, twenty-four overall points responsible for. I know you're you, you've said you know that it's about just being the part of the team and doing your job. But what's it like to have a day like that where you make every kick, you make an extraordinary amount of kicks, and you have by definition a perfect day? Uh, it just felt great. I mean, those are the kind of days that practice on in the summer when you're just out the stadium kicking yourself, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I see myself a lot like a picture where I go out and I hit a certain amount of breath. So, for example, when I go out on a Tuesday workout, mm-hmm. I give myself 22 kicks and then try to make every single one and you know, see that clinicalness in that. And that's kind of how I it to that game where I knew I could make any kick that is presented to me, but it's just about actually doing so. And that day, just everything went right. Went, took a pick my kick, and I was glad to be able to help my team. And I thought that was just, I found it funny that it ended up being against the same opponent as my worst career game. But sometimes that's just a lucky coincidence or fate. But it was just about doing my job that day. And now that you're kind of looking forward to the 2000. 19 season and I, I know it's it's still a little bit of ways off spring ball you know already gone and we're moving into the fall now but for this off season what are some things that you've been focused on most improving individually in your game uh, definitely the mid-range to longer kicks in between 45 to 55 60 yards that's kind of where statistically I'm not doing the best or as well as I could mm-hmm. That's definitely something where I want to continue improving on. And then, as well as kickoffs, I mean, I feel last year that was my biggest contribution was kickoffs, where I had about a 70% touchback rate. Right. Where, you know, that's a great thing to have, where now you don't really have to worry about a return or you limit another uh, team's best aspect of their game. And that's really what I want to focus on. So, going from 70% to maybe 80, 90, and just pushing my limits on that. You know, besides for the individual goals now, so that's stuff that you want to improve on, you already mentioned it a little bit with the Mountain West Championship, but what is going to make 2019 the perfect ending to your career and the and the best season overall? Um, I mean, overall for the team, we will have to perform and achieve that goal. I mean, the Mountain West, uh, no matter the individual accolades the players is that team goal is to win the Mountain West and anything after that is extra and I feel like we have the pieces again this year to 
do as well, if not even better than last year, where we can hold that trophy up again. Last question here for you, Dominic. I'm going to take you a little bit into the future until after your senior season now. Uh, we're going to say that you accomplished every goal that the team and yourself wanted to set for your year, and you had a, about as good a, a senior season as anybody could have, um, at least individually for you. At that point, what's next for Dom- Dominic Everly? What is the dream? What is the next step in your journey? Um, I mean, hopefully the NFL. I mean, that is the goal that I've set myself personally. And don't get me wrong, it would be extremely amazing to get that opportunity to perform for an NFL team. But in the end, that's something that not everyone can control. I can control on how well I do and everything like that. But that would be the goal that in the end I focus so much on school where I will graduate and do a major. And I already have a job lined up um, after I graduate. So... Most definitely. So, Dominic, that's going to end this interview with me. I just really, again, want to thank you so much for taking the time. It was a pleasure to speak with you, and I'm wishing you the best of luck for this season and way beyond that. Thank you. Great. Thank you again for having me. It was a great conversation with you. I really appreciate that. With that, this will end my interview with All-Mountain West and All-American kicker Dominic Eberly. I'd like to thank Dominic again so much for taking this time to speak with me today and all the listeners for tuning in. Please join me and the rest of the crew on the next edition of Inside the Hashes.